All right, it's officially one of the greatest days in the history of Ball Don't Lie because for midweek movie music, my man Patrick has decided to go with Purple Rain. Um, and we're playing songs from the Purple Rain soundtrack, which we it, there's a current debate going on whether this is the greatest movie soundtrack by one or two or maybe just a few artists as opposed to a compilation. We have gotten a lot of great suggestions that could compete with Purple Rain as the greatest soundtrack via an artist or a group. Uh, Superfly soundtrack by Curtis Mayfield, someone says here. Yeah, and like, a lot of great. these they're suggesting are really good soundtracks, mm. but they got like two to three bangers on them. Yeah. Purple Rain, I'm playing banger after no. banger. Like, that's the thing. is, There's like six or seven on this track. I, on this. Honestly, I think it's one of the few albums you can play all the way through. Oh, no. You can listen you to can all listen I'm to just saying you don't these even are need to. top hits. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. Like, these are, you're right. You could do this top of the charts Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. You can get like four of them off of here. <laughs> so I totally agree with you. All day. Yeah. Every day. But you could ride in your car and be banging this and nobody will be looking at you like, yeah. what whole, are you doing? Whole album. Right. And the never whole, have to skip a track. Never. I, I it, still yeah. haven't played two two of the bigger hits. Yeah. Oh, no. You you can play the entire <laughs> soundtrack as yeah. our background music through all of our segments. Uh, <laughs> someone says uh, American Gangster Jay-Z. He did a little soundtrack. Very dope. That was actually good. I remember that. Uh, yep. Someone says Phil Collins' soundtrack for Disney's Tarzan was straight fire. <laughs> what? Hey, you know what? I'm not going to hate on that. If Phil Collins did a soundtrack, I ain't going to hate on that until I give it, a, uh, give it a little listen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, someone says a Shaft soundtrack. Yeah, that's a compilation. Um, yeah, Isaac Hayes did it, some of it. Oh, and he did most of it? Okay, I maybe think he did some of it, but okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we got The Graduate, which you said, Patrick. It's uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. There you go. Yeah, because right. it has like Mrs. Robinson and all those songs mm-hmm. that you know. I, I think it has like uh, oh, Asbury Park or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like there's yeah. a few good tracks. There's a few okay. like really big hits on that one as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, I did see there was multiple listeners who have watched Purple Rain, the same showing that Arch did. Thank you. So yeah, we got a texter here, Sarge, that Yo, wants man. to know they watched Purple Rain. It says, "They says he not alone." I hit up Purple Rain last week. Hello, we got a text. Hello, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta be nostalgic. Oh, two people have watched yeah. Purple Rain in the last yeah. month. Okay, there you go. <laughs> two people. Yeah, you and one of our texters. Congratulations. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh man, hey, man, they got better ratings in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well done. Now. Well done, Patrick. Well done. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's get to uh, the Cowboys Packers. We well, you know what? Let's start with the Cowboys yep. and their odds to get Odell Beckham Jr. first. Uh, and by the way, for those who don't know, coming up, Harsh Knock Life. So we'll get out early, actually, here this segment. Uh, special guest coming. Who you got for the people, Harsh? We got CDC. Yeah. There's a lot to get into. This is a big week around the 40 acres. And this man and his crew are getting everyone prepared for what to expect this week. All right, so we got that coming up. Harsh Knock Life at 4.30. You want to stick around for that. Uh, let's get into the projected odds, best odds uh, to acquire Odell Beckham Jr. And it looks like in more than one sports book uh, that the Cowboys are actually the leader in the clubhouse uh, with the best odds to acquire Odell Beckham Jr. Second are the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Matt. Ironically, those Shocker. teams end up playing uh, this weekend. Uh, f- third is the Giants. Uh, fourth, Rams, uh, his previous team before mm-hmm. he got uh, hurt. Um, f- uh, fifth, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Um, and then the Kansas City Chiefs actually are the sixth uh, have the sixth best odds at acquiring Odell Beckham Jr. And then the uh, Buffalo Bills were seventh. And mm. uh, just to entice Odell Beckham Jr., Micah Parsons reached out to him yes, he via did. Twitter yeah. and said, Hey, man, what we waiting on? Come on over here. And Odell responded and said, You know, my daddy's side of the family is all about the Dallas Cowboys because Odell Beckham Sr. grew up in Marshall, oh. Texas, oh. right outside Good of Dallas, know. Longview area. Nice. Played against his father growing up. Okay. Understood the game. His hmm. daddy actually was a 254 member okay. for a little bit. He went, to ba- he went to Bonham Middle School <laughs> in Temple, Texas before oh, they moved wow. to Marshall. Man, how big is the 254? Man, it seems we, like it's getting we, bigger we, every day. Hey, man. We, we went 254 is getting bigger every day. Hey, we roll all the way from <laughs> Dallas to Houston. <laughs> I think we don't go a show without a 254 shout out. Hey, man, if you know your people, you know your people. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a book there that shows oh, you yeah, everybody? Roller, hey, as you is, said, Rolodex. Everybody who's a notable <laughs> figure that ends up uh, growing up in the 254 or ever even living there at any time. Let me ask you this. The people in H-Town that you grew up and played against, you all know they from H-Town. Yeah, I do, but there's a lot of people from H-Town, though. But you know them all. H-Town's one of the biggest cities in the world. You know them all. And 254 is not. It is the biggest city in the world for the 254. <laughs> this is one of the biggest cities in the world. And you're like, for the well, no, sure. yeah, I know everybody because it's a huge city. Exactly. 254 is not that big, and yet it gets a lot of shout outs. A, a lot of people come up from there, man. We I know. extend it. No, you, I would say you do doc, you got receipts. I got receipts. You're like, no, he's from there. I'll yes. document him. Like, okay, he's not a random shout out. It's but not still. a random. Yeah. I'm always say 254. I know. Hey, I can tell. What did Roy Miller say when he came in? Two five four. I know. What did Derek Johnson say? Two five four. Quan Cosby. Two five four. I know. You guys. <laughs> I feel y'all programmed. We are to, ready. And when you come out of two five four, to keep saying it. There we go. We want everybody to represent. But no. But uh, Odell. Right now, it looks like the Cowboys have the best odds. There are many Cowboys fans that think this is a farce. Yeah. A uh, fugazi, a fugazi. That that Jerry Jones just. He, the only reason that he is perpetuating this narrative is because he just wants to make headlines. Absolutely. And I'm with you that on he's that. never going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. I think for Odell, it would definitely be – it's a better spot than Green Bay because Green Bay is a dumpster fire right now. You don't want to go there. The Giants – you know, man, the Giants actually are paying their wide receiver. They're the third highest amount of salary cap – Money spent on the wide receiver position isn't that crazy? Yeah, and they're getting no re- really return on that investment, and they already re- traded Kadarius Tony. I really wouldn't go there just because of Daniel Jones, and they want to run the rock, not throw the rock. Uh, you don't want to go back to the Rams just because the Rams right now look like a dumpster fire. You don't want to go to the Bucks. I know he's the goat, but right. the Bucks don't look like their they team look- that's on the up on the right trajectory. Uh, Kansas City, they got actually one of the deeper wide receiver rooms in the NFL. But he would be a guy that would jump to the front. He would, but yeah. I don't know if yeah, said, yeah, you're right. So Kansas City probably could be a, a nice. That spot would for be him. the one because his whole thing was I want to go to a win. All I care yeah. about is winning. That's right. and and he has the right now to where he can pick his team. That's true. It's not a matter of I'm being traded here or somebody's got to claim me off of waivers. I'm a free agent, so I choose where I want to go. So I look at everyone, look at the landscape. We were talking about who each team has to play moving forward. That's what he's looking at now and saying, all right, if I go here, what are my chances of being 
in the obviously the playoffs, but more importantly, the Super Bowl. And that's what he's weighing on. That's true. No, you're right about that. I like the Kansas City one. I like the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys and Kansas City are the two choices. Cowboys and Kansas City. That and, would be it. And you could go Buffalo, too. but Because you also got to look at the wide receiver. Not the wide deep. receiver. The quarterback. Yeah. Who's the quarterback there? Oh, yeah. So when you're looking at all these other teams, I mean, to be honest with you, how's my man not thinking about Minnesota? Why wouldn't you be thinking about Minnesota where you got Justin Jefferson on one side? LSU, by the way. Mm-hmm. And you got a chance to be on the other side, move Adam Thielen to the slot. I mean, you do have to deal with Kirk Cousins, but we see him iced out. Yeah. So, you know, you got no, an like, opportunity there. No, you got it. You're right about that. I, I, I do think that, you know, Kirk Cousins actually has, if you go look at his numbers from last season, this season, they've actually dropped off a little through the first nine games. They're yeah. still they're winning more now than they were because they're, I think, a more well-rounded team. And Kevin O'Connell, the head coach, I think has a better system in place offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he could go there, but they're so deep at wide receiver. They're, 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 Adam Thielen, yeah. Justin, they're, they're deep. But if Which, you can put them all three on the field at the right. same time and you just bought in T.J. Hawkerson. That's kind of my why I wouldn't go to the Bills. The Bills are just really deep at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You want to go somewhere where they don't necessarily need you to be the the, the top guy, the wide right. receiver one, right. but also you're going to be pivotal or integral to their yep. success. To me, that's the Cowboys. No doubt. And I know he wants to make a Super Bowl run, so probably the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team if you want to make a Super Bowl run. If you want to do that's, that. that they're the yep. best shot for you right now, and you get to play with Patrick Mahomes in an Andy Reid system. So that would make them really, really attractive. And they don't have necessarily an elite wide receiver one, but they do have a stockpile of very capable wide receivers. So I'm with you, Hutch. I go Cowboys, Kansas City. If I was him, that's probably my yeah, top two choices that's it. right there. That's it for me. Because I'm looking at the quarterback position, I'm looking at the team, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and I'm looking at what is going to benefit me the most. Even if it's a mercenary deal. Even if you're going to sign with someone for one year and go out there and put something else on tape and then go somewhere else afterwards, Mm -hmm. you can be – your main goal should be with someone that is going to utilize you the best. You got Patrick Mahomes that can sling it from every angle all over the field. You got a nut, Markel Hardman on one side, Juju and Travis Kelsey. It's the same thing like Minnesota. I, I can't believe Minnesota is not part of the conversation when you look at the weapons that they have. They got a great one running game because after we Dalvin talked Cook. about it, about the surprise, you started going back and you look at it, it's like, Minnesota is a team that we all thought just, was going to be good, but we didn't know they were going to be this good. I think they just—I'm not uh, disagreeing with you. Remember, they just traded though for T.J. Hawkinson, right? They, right, they traded he him. just came. So I think for them, maybe that was their move to get another weapon as opposed to yeah, prioritizing Odell Beckham very Jr. Because he's a—I mean, that guy was a what top ten, top fifteen pick at yes, tight end. Yes. Um, and now you're adding him with Adam Thielen, with Justin Jefferson. And with Dalvin Cook, as you mentioned, man, that's that's a more than enough <laughs> yeah, weaponry. Exactly, that's a more than enough. And right now, yeah, Minnesota. I'm. With, that's a good point, though. Minnesota's just not mentioned enough. Period. Right. Nobody, we've been talking about. Yeah, we haven't just, been talking it about it. Yeah, it ain't just that. We, we yeah. nobody talks about Minnesota enough. So I'm with you on that. We need to be talking Minnesota. How about this? We're talking NFL randomness here because I know we got CDC coming up. So yep. we'll make sure we get out on time for that. Um, they have four. Games now, four wins, I should say, after trailing in the fourth quarter. That is the most in the NFL and tied with the Giants. And Ooh. 
So now they've won six games in a row, technically, right? Because they had the two wins after the bye. Mm-hmm. And, man, you start looking at it. Dude, they <laughs> – Justin Jefferson second in the NFL in receiving yards. Yep. Their defense looks like it's a defense that's, you know – Jordan Hicks. Better. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to be above average. It's going to be one Patrick of the – Patrick Peterson. Top, yeah, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah, it, exactly. It's got some playmakers yep. on it too. Yeah, I don't know why we're sleeping on Minnesota. We should be paying more attention to them. I just think we don't trust Kirk Cousins. I, I, I Nobody think Nobody trusts it. Kirk Cousins. Nobody does. Man, that's why Kirk Cousins is, is sitting there going, can't trust me. Cool. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm having fun. I like it when we're underneath. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that when I'm <laughs> under the radar. You like that? He's liking that because of those situations right there. So every time I sit and we look at situations, I know we're talking about Odell. I would strongly consider if I'm him. If his statement is I'm looking at teams because I want to win, hmm. You go there and put yourself around that team, that environment. I, I nobody should be mad at him for it. No. They may be shocked. That's a good point. But they are in the mix, and they're, they're a the team oh, that more than in the mix. We're not talking <laughs> about, but we're about to start. If they go out there and win again, you have to start talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. They uh, they keep making uh, these kinds of statements, and right now I'll say it: we don't trust Kirk Cousins. But here's a great stat: since 2021, he's tied for the most game-winning drives. Yes, eight and comeback wins with four, which is crazy. I know because but he's the known problem as- is if he plays in prime time, bet against him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when you get to the playoffs, yep. a lot of prime time. Better guess. Prime time. Or if even the flex scheduling. Where they exactly. Was, you're a good team. He's going to get getting a lot he's of gonna flex He's going to get some flex, flex here games. coming up. Because they, they're they're they play team. the Cowboys here shortly. They do, I think, I think two, they play them next week two weeks, after yeah. this game. I think, I think the Cowboys play yeah. Minnesota. And that would definitely, I don't know what it is, but yeah. that's likely to flex that into exactly. at least uh, one of their uh, marquee games. All right, let me tell you about uh, my friends over at Apple Leasing really quickly. Apple Leasing, uh, they understand that time is money and they want to save you both. They have the ability to put you in any make or model vehicle that you want. The professionals over at Apple Leasing can help you get the price you want, the payment you want on the car that you want. And all it takes is one phone call or one click on Apple Leasing's website and you'll get a quote on any make or model vehicle that you want. They can even give you an estimate on the value of your trade-in right over the phone. Apple Leasing Simple Interest Easy Lease allows you to have a lot more flexibility, which is going to give you more possibilities and options to help you find the vehicle that fits you best, but more importantly, the vehicle that fits your budget best. Inflation is out of control. It's through the roof. It's never been more expensive to buy a new car, buy a used car, or buy anything for that matter. So leasing actually makes more sense than ever. So call Apple Leasing today because Apple Leasing tries to find that value for you. And these days, you're only paying for the car, the car you're actually using. That's value, folks. So give them a call, 512-346-9977, and let my friends at Apple Leasing let them see how much money they can save you. They get all the same discounts, all the same incentives that the dealers do, except my friends at Apple Leasing pass those savings on to you, the customer. So give them a call, 512-346-9977, or let or visit them right now online at AppleLeasing.com. That's AppleLeasing.com. Let them work for you. All right, uh, we're going to get out of here and do some early, uh, get to our early break and make sure we get back for Hard Knock Life because Hard's got a special surprise for the people. What do you got coming up for Hard Knock We got Life? our man CDC coming on to talk about this big week, everything that's going on around the 40 acres, and he may have a couple of announcements on some things. But I do want to say this right now. Next week, so the Cowboys are going to Green Bay. 325 this uh, this Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Next week, they play 
the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, and that game right now is at 325. So we may be in a flex yeah. type of sick uh, oh, yeah. because no. if both teams win this week, totally agree. it could be one of those things where it's like, okay, we're going to get these boys in prime time. What's the time. prime time game for next week? Did, I haven't for that seen week, what the know? prime time okay. game is yet, yeah. but. But, no, yeah, this is a perfect opportunity because we got a chance to see it this past week. Yeah. They flexed them out and put Kansas City mm-hmm. and um, San, Di- no, San Diego, uh, L.A. Chargers into this game, replacing Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They should honestly start doing flexing earlier. I, think, they should, earlier I, I agree. It's, I agree. I mean, once, basically once you're a month in, you pretty much know. Um, and that's yep. probably when they should start at least being able to flex games. It's like kind of a month into things. So next week's flex game, uh, it, they don't have it listed yet. So we're going to wait and see when that is. But I'll let you know for sure. Uh, all right. My man CB says he loves the Hustle and Flow soundtrack. Me too. It's a good soundtrack, actually. Whoop yeah. that trick. Whoop that trick. Whoop that hey, trick. It's, it's hard out there for a it's pimp. It's hard out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, you know what? We'll ask uh, CDC his favorite soundtrack uh, when we come back. We got CDC, Chris Del Conte, the athletic director for the University of Texas, coming up for Harsh Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie on 149 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a midweek movie theme edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Harge. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can also follow my man behind the glass that it creates each day of the week for us on our music is at Patrick Davis. You can also be a part of the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that... um. He's got a lot going on this week. I mean, it's a big week around the 40 acres, and we're going to get all into it. And he's a man of the people. He also he is one of the few people that will answer his Twitter <laughs> and get back at you. You can follow him on Twitter, at underscore Del Conte. He is the vice president and athletic director at the University of Tre- Texas, one Chris Del Conte. CDC, what's going on, my man? Hey, don't be posting that Twitter too much. My inbox is going to get killed right now. <laughs> For oh, you jumping on me. with us. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. So, CDC, our theme today is a midweek movie theme. We play soundtracks from different movies. And it just happens to be that this week you're doing – we're playing against TCU, so we got Purple Kryptonite being played right now. We got Purple Rain as the soundtrack. Do you still own anything that is purple? Uh, yeah, I, I have purple in my repertoire. I spent ten years there, so unfortunately, uh, I didn't quite purge my entire closet. But I have. <laughs> there is from time to time, I'll find something. Go, oh yeah. I remember. I have a lot of mementos. You know, my ten years there, we were. It was a lot of success, and uh, uh, you know, as I raised my girls there, um, I had a chance to grow up as, as a professional at, at, in Fort Worth, and I will always have a, a special place uh, in my heart for that. But I am, 
I got here fast enough, and I uh, can't, can't thank uh, the, the, the nation for welcoming me here at the University of Texas. Well, since we're talking about that and, you know, your time there at TCU, this is a big week. I mean, your former team and, and a lot of people that you know still at TCU and game day coming into town, and it's a big foe. They're the number four team in the nation. Texas is trying to make their run. They're at number 18 in the college football playoff poll. How exciting is this for you? Uh, you know, it's actually started on Monday at the opening of the Moody. I mean, you think about it, we had a chance to, uh, and the Moody, everyone talks about the mood. We've had that, you know, a lot of concerts and stuff, but for for Coach Beer to start the week off with a game against UTEP, first official game was phenomenal environment. I mean, the Longhorn family was incredible. What an incredible arena that is. Tonight we have a volleyball game with uh, Iowa State. We get to honor Coach uh, uh, Elliott in his 600th win. You think about how great he is in, uh, in that regard. Then we have women's basketball. Uh, coming up, and then you go into our soccer team, gets to host A&M in the first round of the soccer uh, game on Friday. And then we roll in a game day on Saturday and play Texas Christian U. So it's just a great time to be a Longhorn. The success on campus with back-to-back Director's Cups in terms of being the very best athletic program in the country. It's just a great time and great energy. And for the game itself, I'm just happy for our student-athletes and for our kids. You know, uh, Gary Patterson did an incredible job of building that program up at TCU, and I was, I was glad to be a part of that. And there's, uh, I think that team is, they're like 50 of those kids are juniors and seniors. They're all at Gary's recruits. I'm happy for Sonny. Um, I've known he and, and Kate and his wife for a long, long time and that staff forever. I hired him at Arizona. We hired him at TCU, and he came back now a second stint at TCU. So I'm glad for what is going on. Uh, with them uh, up in Fort Worth and excited for what we have. I'm excited for Steve and, and uh, our young group of kids because they're just, uh, they're, you know, they're doing a great job of, uh, every single weekend and week out uh, preparing for, for football games. Hey, CDC, uh, it also, I, and I know there's a lot on your plate, but uh, next week I got some fr- some friends coming in town excited from the Pacific Northwest about the Zags game. Uh, and they're coming in town, too, uh, to see the new Moody Center, and there's a lot of buzz about that. I actually got a chance to see it last night, went to the Chris Rock show, uh, and it was great, too. What's your favorite part uh, of the new Mood, uh, the new Moody Center? You know, it's interesting on the venue. From a, from a basketball perspective, I'm just really proud of the fact that it's a tight, intimate, there's not a bad seat in the house. It seats about a, a little over 10,000. Uh, for, for a Chris Rock concert, you seat about 15.5. So we have the right size arena for basketball. It's loud. It's intimidating. It's just a, it's a phenomenal place. We put all of our students on the lower bowl. So you have a student section is, is basically 270 degrees on that court. They're right behind the bench. They just bring it. Their energy is fantastic. And then you have uh, just the way we spent a lot of time designing the facility, a lot of input from a lot of people to create a, the very best music venue for acts to be to come to Texas and to, and to come to Austin. So there's been 72 concerts or acts that have been in the arena since we opened up in April. And then it is the hardest and finest basketball arena in the country right now when you look at a brand new arena like this. So I'm just really proud of everyone that put their time and effort into into it and then for us to have this on campus and what a gift to the city of Austin and, and for our students here at, at, at UT. It's just a phenomenal arena. But uh, I sit in every seat in the building and there's just not a bad seat in the house. Yep. Agreed. There is not a bad seat in the house. Uh, I too was at the uh, Chris Rock show yesterday and 
just the atmosphere and the way that it's set up. It's so beautiful. Patrick, our producer, was there the other night for the basketball game, and he said it is the loudest place that he has been in for a basketball game or any event. And so that's the beautiful thing about it. Hey, fellas, what, what, what radio station am I calling into? 104.9 The Horn, my friend. And what do you guys cover? The University of Texas. You're going to tell me the first time you've been in the arena is to watch Chris Rock? No, I mean, we've been on, in there I'm before. Gonna we've been in... <laughs> I'm going to get on YouTube behind. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, fellas. Are you kidding me? I mean, really? Hey, I actually, I was there to watch Earth, Wind, and Fire, CDC. I was there. I got a chance to hear the acoustic. I've never seen so two guys stutter so quickly than you two fellas right now. <laughs> I mean, Yosemite Sam has nothing on you. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. that. That is priceless. We got you right there. We're talking to <laughs> University of Texas Athletic Director oh, man. Chris Del Conte. You can follow him at underscore Del Conte. <laughs> You're killing me. You, well I, I want everybody to no, hit you real. up now no, for no. giving us a hard time. That's a good point there. See, you see, because I do plan on going to a game, either the Zaz game or the one tomorrow. I do plan on going to games. Throw it out there. Hey, just well, in case. Uh, Make sure you say hi. I think we're playing Houston Christian, <laughs> formerly known as Houston. Ba- yeah, yeah. I had no idea that you can be- switch religions this <laughs> Hey, 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 I've done that CDC. Say, I've done it downtown, have. actually, on 6th Street at like 1 in the morning. So it happens. Sometimes you got to adjust. Sometimes you got to adjust. Hey, so we wanted to ask you this. Also, you know, we're heading into a big week. This is a huge game. This is a huge opportunity. The nation will be watching. Game Day's making their second appearance this year, coming back after the Alabama game. Uh, obviously, your former squad, uh, TCU's coming in. This is a huge step for what um, he's been building. Coach Sarkeesian has been building here at the University of Texas. We saw them get that big road win last week. I know it helped the confidence. But heading into this week, what should the people expect around Bevo Boulevard? We got Third Eye Blind performing at Longhorn City Limits. There's just so much happening on the 40 acres this week. I, you know, I just, I just think it's a good, another chance for us to celebrate the University of Texas. When you welcome 105,000 people into the stadium and another 50,000 outside the stadium, the energy is going to be fantastic. And just with the amount of events that we have around uh, uh, on campus right now, athletic events, it's just a special time. I mean, you know, and you just spoke about Beeble's Bowl and who we're having, and the game is going to be incredible. A night game in DKR, it doesn't get better than that. It was interesting to me. I was looking at uh, – uh, the age group. Our kids' average uh, average age of our football team is like 19.3. We played uh, uh, we played uh, with Kansas State last week, and it was like 23.8 was their average age. It's pretty funny, right? Older team. Yeah. You got COVID. You have years coming back. We're a really really young team, and uh, I love the fact that we have that the youth is just performing and, and so well, and our entire team. You know, and you look at it. And babes, you played here. There's nothing. The pressure at Texas is different, yep. right? It's why the winning tradition of the University of Texas shall not be entrusted to the timid nor the weak. Mm-hmm. And this group and the culture around this team, you can just feel the energy around all of our sports. So I'm just excited for them to go out and play. You know, I mean, we talk about yours. Yours, the last time he played was a senior, a junior in high school. Remember yep. that? Yep. He's only had two varsity, two, three college games. He missed his entire senior year of playing football. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Remember that entire senior year showed up here and said, "All right, boys, let's let's give you the keys to this Ferrari." <laughs> <laughs> literally, right? Literally, you got you got a young offensive line, three freshmen playing. You just got a lot of young team mixed in with mixed in with their older guys, and it's just I love this team of of men. They mm. are just such. Uh, they understand what it means to be a long run. They've they've gone through the battle. They've gone through COVID. We've gone through civil unrest. We've gone through these things. They've come out mm. better for it, and they love the University of Texas. I mean, you know, and then you go out to K State, man. It was a game of you know we had we got about three or four penalties that put us behind the chains. And you know, the guys playing the game, when you're behind the chains, you just can't start throwing bombs. We had a couple. We had a fumble. We had just so many things. And the perseverance of the team. Yeah. Through trials and tribulations, there's no quit in this team. Mm-hmm. It's just really there's a bunch of beautiful men in that room that are, are awesome. So I'm excited for them to showcase their talents against a, a great team in TCU that's, uh, you know, older. Uh, that whole team was recruited by Gary Patterson. they got uh, a lot of stars on that team. They, they're just a lot, a lot of good players. And Sonny Dax has done an amazing job uh, with that team. For them to be the fourth-ranked team in the country coming into DKR, strap it on, let's go. Hey, uh, CDC, before we let you go, I got a random question because just a random thought. Who's your, who are your pro teams that you root for? Well, you know what? <laughs> Interesting. Right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you talk <laughs> about it. That's why. This. Because I grew up in a children's home in Taos, New Mexico, and I never heard of colleges. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first college guy I ever heard of was a guy named Marcus Dupree out of Oklahoma. Oh, Wow. You know what I mean? I'm thinking this is like 81, 82, 83. I remember being like someone in high school going, who's that guy? Because, you know, the reality is where I grew up, it was not co- we didn't have a real college. It was not it. So yeah. my, three te- my three teams growing up, I-, I picked winners. I was the Dallas Cowboys in the 70s. Huh. You know, I-, I was Roger the Dodger on the playing field. <laughs> and then we'd go right into basketball season. I was Julius Irving, good old number six. <laughs> And then we'd hit baseball, and I thought it was Raleigh Fingers of the Yankees throwing the splitter. So I didn't really have a college team. I was strictly the three of those teams. Wow. I had, you know, so then they were all great in the 70s. Think about it. You know, if Julius Irvin was that fro, I try to get a perm. I throw a fro like Dr. J. I'm not joking. I would try to go a perm. So I could be Julius Erwin. Could you imagine? They're like, have you lost your mind? I go, no, sir. I, I want a perm. I, I'm, I'm Dr. J. So, I mean, those three teams were, were, were who I grew up until I got it. You know, and then finally when I got a college scholarship and I went to college, I was like, man, I never knew the pomp and circumstance of the mm, sport. Yeah. So it just didn't have the same, same, where the ruralness of where the children's home was and where I was, it was, it was just, uh, it was an incredible time. But I was really a pro. Like I said, the first college guy I ever heard of was a guy named Marcus Dupree. Yeah. It was a one-year wonder there at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the closest town, you know what I mean? Because it was right on that little that little border town. of t- mm. New Taos goes right into that little skinny part of Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. then, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. And yep. Then, you hit the, then you hit the land of the Sooner. So the Sooners, them jokers never went to Taos. They just kind of stopped at that skinny part. They, they, they could have went a little farther and found God's country. Yeah, I love that. My man was trying to get a perm. Perm. My oh, man, man was trying to get a perm. I love it. No, so before we let you go, I know you're busy, and I know you got a lot to take care of, but before we let you go, I need to ask you this. 
Uh, I was reading about the NCAA rule about NIL, and I feel like this is going to be something that's positive for the University of Texas. If you want to talk about it, we're more than welcome to listen to it. But if not, I totally understand. But there's definitely some changes that are happening when the NIL rules. I, I think we're going to have a uh, – we'll have an announcement tomorrow a little bit just to talk about the nuance of it. But the base of the rule change was is that the universities now can participate – in, in, uh, uh, in raising money for name, image, and likeness opportunities for our current student athletes, and I think that's 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 a big thing for for our kids and looking at how they can, how can they, how can they, for for my perspective, is we want to, I would rather have um, a, a be involved with what what we can do in terms of hey guys, this is a legit a legitimate opportunity to help young people, and it's just really about education. You know, hey, let's educate young people. Let's look at what we're doing. We're already doing that with taxes, and we're doing all the things that we've had. It's, it's, it's funny. I had a – and both you guys. Have you ever guys drove, ever drove a stick shift, the two of you? I'm yes, terrible at it. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. So you're going to love this one. I had a kid come in, call me. and goes, hey, I need to see you real quick. And I run down there. I go, yes, sir. And he goes, oh, and I think there's a problem. He goes, hey, this car must be super fast because it has two brakes. <laughs> my main man never knew there was a clutch like, hey, we'll take an automatic <laughs> so, these are great opportunities great opportunities for our young kids and I'm, I'm a love i love it for them but at the same time i also want to protect them yes you know what i mean yes and sir protect them, make sure they're getting they're, they're accentuating the brand the right way and that we can say you know what because when they associate with our student athletes, they're associating with, with with who we are, and I want sure that they we do the right by them and their families. So I'm excited about the rule changes. Uh, anything that we can do to help them and benefit them is going to be great for Texas uh, uh, and, and great for our student athletes. Well, CDC, as always, man, we appreciate you giving us the time and gracing the uh, airways with us. And just so you know, oh, man. Rod and I, have been to the mood long before last night. Don't don't so, just try to hold that against us. Yeah, you two bums. You two bums. <laughs> won't even come to a basketball game. You're going to go to Chris Rock. I'm not even talking to y'all. Hopefully you're tomorrow at the, at the Houston Christian School of America in, in the arena right there, okay? Tomorrow hey, night. No we, doubt. We will, we will definitely there. come and see for you sure. for sure. As All always, right. thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. We appreciate it. Hook him. There he is. Hook him. Man, he was on us, Rod. Wow. He came prepared, man. He came prepared. Taking shots at your boy. (laughs) Giving us the business on the airways. And I know where he was going when he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I was I'm like, oh no! I'm like, uh oh, what are we doing wrong? Bad. I knew it was bad. I was like, this ain't good. I was like, what are we saying? He's calling us out. Yeah, I was what like, he's like the horn. I was like, this ain't good. That's why he boy didn't say nothing. I'm like, oh, you're just sitting there like, don't he's, answer it hard. He's setting don't us answer. up, setting us up to give us the business. <laughs> I didn't have to say nothing. I've been to Texas games. You've been to a game already. I've been to two. You've been to two games there. He's right. I have not been to an actual sporting event there. Yeah, I've been to two events, but no sporting event. So that's fair. That's yeah, fair. We deserve that. And now I want to get back to this perm conversation. Oh my goodness! Now I had a lot of follow-ups about the perm, and I know he don't got a lot of time. Yeah. But I'm like, man, if you had a perm, if you wanted a perm, what how did you... did you not get it? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> he didn't go to my my person that was doing my hair. Come on, because I had a jerry curl. It looked wet, I, but it was dry. I think I think I think <laughs> I think he got that perm. I think CDC got that perm. We're gonna have there to find be some, some picture pictures. evidence, That's some right. photo evidence out there. We need to of, find of our, our 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 beloved uh, athletic director with a. Perm. 
Hearn back in the day. I can't wait. Trying to be Dr. J. I can't wait. Hey, okay, Dr. Okay, J. so his favorite teams were the Cowboys, Lakers, and Yankees. Yeah, front runner. And now he's a he's an athletic director of the Front <laughs> He said runner. Dr. J. That's Philly. Yeah. Dr. J, that's Philly. Front runner. They were champions. They were oh, champions, yeah. but it's not Lakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Philly. Sorry. Dr. Yeah, J, Philly. Philly. Right. That's right. That's right. You're right. You yeah. just said Philly. Uh, yeah. I thought he said Lakers, though. He had the Lakers, Lakers, Lakers in the conversation. He said Lakers in the conversation, but he said Dr. He J said was the guy, yeah, which is Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said Lakers. 76ers, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I guess, yeah. It's CDC. Who knew? Who knew? I never seen. I never heard him talk about his team, so his pro teams. I love it. So I just want to know. That him. was a great question. And now, because now we understand. And yeah, front now you know, yeah, front runner. And why we know why he came to Texas. That's right. It's like, no, no, no. He's all about being. Yeah. Like, he wants to be a Dallas Cowboys, Lakers, and the Yankees. And he still has some purple. And he still got a little bit of purple. And he still got some purple. You can't get rid of all your purple. You can't. Purple's good. You it's know slick what? color. And it's hard to pull off purple. Yeah, you got to have that perfect skin color. You got to have some swag to pull off purple. It ain't I, easy. He better not show yeah. up in no purple suit on Saturday. I know that. <laughs> no, nah, he ain't going to do that. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if Sark had like some accent, a purple oh, accent. Sark, Sark has more, on multiple occasions, or at least L'Oreal has on multiple occasions. She'll, whatever uh, ensemble she creates for him, she'll put like a little bit of the opposing color in there. You already have know. Have you noticed that? You already know. Just a little bit. little accent there is almost a little F you. Like you, a little middle finger to that. And you know I'm going to be Critiquing it as he walks uh, down the Sark. Uh, yeah, you're right. Whenever time Sark comes down uh, from Bevo Boulevard, yeah. there Harge always gives us like his red carpet critique. I'm like, my boy been clean. He's like, e, he's he's like my boy been clean. Like on E News or yeah. something like that. Like the red carpet. What I, does he call me? He's all like Joan Rivers Harge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it works out pretty good. It does. No, it does. does. It all does. right, we come back. We got off the record. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the heartbreak a lot of Americans feel because uh, they are not the ones who won the billion oh, dollar Powerball. Uh, we'll get into that on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of. Off the record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, time to get to another uh, edition of Off the Record here. Um, <laughs> A couple of um, off-the-record topics that we'll get to throughout the day. we got another one coming up for you at 545. Um, how about this one, though? California Lottery made its first-ever billionaire. One lucky person. One. Uno. One lucky ticket sold at Joe's Service Center in Altadena. Uh, matched all six numbers in the November 7th Powerball draw. And that final jackpot amounted to 2.04 billion dollars 2.04 billion That's make right. it rain up in him man 2.04 billion we always got to ask the uh, the lotto questions uh if you ever win a lottery and do you play the lottery first of all yes sir you do play it. yes sir okay patrick you play the lottery i play it before I'll buy it, it gets every to, once in a while okay it, i play it before it get to the billions you play just even in the millions i just need to hit uh i need to be a thousand there have you uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need to hit anything. Do you buy scratch offs? Too? I do scratch offs. I do. I mean, I enjoy scratch offs. It just all depends. Like that's what we do at Christmas time too. My dad Stock does that too. Stuffers yeah. is a lot of, of scratch offs. Yeah, my dad's big on. And I tell everybody, yeah, scratch offs. I need half. 
Are you going to tax people you with the tax? Yeah, I don't you care. Tax the gift? It's us all about us winning. <laughs> I said it's us. Winning. If so, it's a big jackpot. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's a big jackpot. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't coming if they win five, you ain't coming for 250. Correct. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, that's Correct. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let you make it with that. Just, you know, when you see me, buy me a drink. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I try not to listen never, to people. I never play. I should play more because every time I see these stores, I'm like, damn, I want to yeah. play. Well, so the whole thing is like the whole reason I buy lottery tickets is because you're basically buying hope for like Two, three bucks, you can go to the True. store and you're like, oh, yeah. I can buy this ticket and not check it for a week and a half. So for a week and a half, every time I get mad, I can pretend like I have a million dollars sitting on my desk at home. Maybe. And I have this hope. And you're like, until I check the ticket and don't, it doesn't there. But all the times you're just like, oh, you know what, though? When I get that money, I'm going to get the house and the pool. And I'm not mad anymore. And I can go about my day. <laughs> so I just buy like a $2 just to have this little piece of like hope that. at the house. Yeah. That's to get a little fix, little hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, all, that's all it is. That's not bad. I yeah, do I like, there's that. a great joke by uh, comedian Kyle Kinane where he's like, I always wonder what people who buy li- uh, lottery tickets aren't more afraid of getting struck by lightning. Well, because you that. Because the odds are the same. Yeah, you hear that. He's like, ooh, oh, man, jackpot, jackpot, $1 billion? Oh, what's the weather report? Yeah, because yeah, the flip of the being that lucky is you could be that unlucky, too, yes. out of nowhere. Uh, but no, that's like, uh, like Hollywood Henderson, right? Who notoriously won the lottery twice. 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 And, and by that, the way, shout out to Hollywood Henderson. 39 years sober as of yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that. 39 years sober. Um, I've always said Hollywood Henderson, I mean, somebody should write a, a oh, sto- story about his life. About be a screenplay about yeah, his life. Absolutely. It'd be, it'd be, I don't know who would play it, but it'd be really cool. Samuel L. Jackson? Too old. No. Maybe you can play the older version yeah, of him. Yeah, he's going to so be the OG. You probably need three of them. You need a, no, you need four. You need a childhood Hollywood. You need yep. a teenage Hollywood. You need like a young man Hollywood. And you need like old Hollywood. Like that, that, the present. Very good point. Hollywood. Yeah. Henderson. No, yeah. I'm telling you, it would be a great it, screenplay. I'm down. Because he, right, he got addicted to drugs and yeah, stuff and he played in the NFL. It's a life story. Won a lottery twice. Yep. Saved by the Lord. Yep. Now he's, yep. 30, was he 39 years sober? 39 yeah. years sober yesterday. That would be a yesterday. great story. And I, and I believe he doesn't go by Hollywood anymore. I believe Thomas. you cannot address him that way. He he's, he won't be rude to you, but no. I believe he, he tells people like, hey, that's obviously not part of my. My name is Tom. Yeah, that's not yep. part of my persona I'm anymore. That. I'm not that guy. Yeah, uh, love that. I don't know how that turned into a Hollywood Henderson conversation, but he won a lottery twice. That's how. Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about the lottery. We're talking about the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into Texas TCU breakdown. We'll get into Texas TCU preview. Rod from today also will be a Texas TCU kind of breakdown. So we'll keep the party going there in the five o'clock. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four nine The Horn.